afternoon, America, and good morning, Australia. Um, I hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon over in the US. It's uh, very chilly here in Queensland, Australia, and Kez tells me it's nice and warm in Western Australia. You're listening to Tony Lontis, and this is a conversation with Kez, and I'm going to introduce you to my gorgeous co-host in just one moment. Listening live online on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube and Twitch, we have Payo ready and waiting to respond to your comments and questions with website links. And please don't forget to like, subscribe this channel and this show. If you've got any questions, don't forget to email us at info at radiotony.com. For all the information on our show, our guests and my dear co-host Kez, Jump onto RadioTony.com or PezWickhamStGeorge.com and you will find all of our information there. Our replays of the live show go on to binge networks across the USA and we have a live channel app available on LG, Roku and Samsung with all of our shows on the Tony TV channel. Now, this a series of shows is co-hosted with the gorgeous Kez Wickham St. George, who is a driver of her own creativity and her passion is to inspire and nurture others to tell their stories. Her values are simple. When you touch a heart, you can change a life. And by encouraging you to write or journal, her belief is that you only add value to your life. And today... I have the gorgeous pleasure of having Kez all to myself, and we're going to talk about her latest book, The Cover Tree. And The Cover Tree is the story of a woman who lived, loved, and learned caravanning in the outback. Sit around the metaphorical campfire with author Kez Wickham St. George as she brings you on an unexpected journey through the pages of A Cover Tree. This natural-born storyteller will share tales from experiences and stories shared on her travels around Australia. Are you ready to go on a nomadic adventure in the copper tree? Now, before I introduce Kez to you and ask her a number of questions that I've got on my mind this morning, I wanted to share just a little bit of her fabulous new book. And this is from the prologue. The small fire lit outside my little home on wheels halfway across the Nullarbor Plains. Half orange flickers and shadows upon our faces. I raise my cup of Billy tea to the sky in gratitude. Thank you, I said out loud. Amen to that, echoed Eric, Doll and Geordie, as they too lift their tin mugs as a sign of respect. These are my fireside companions for the night. All of us are travelling through the Australian outback. All of us mesmerised mesmerized by the universal light show on display. Yes, I'm travelling once again. The fine red dust that coats my skin and my hair is pure joy for me. The cold wind of a night desert wraps its frosty mantle around my shoulders. And I wait at once again to be part of the words, stories, poems and descriptions I've heard or been told of on an Australian desert at night. Well, my friends, they have it right. Admiration for the world's glow sits deep in my chest as I wait for the universal sky show. 
the last of a deep sunset covers the scrub-covered land where intense mauves are sinking into the night sky like a deep bruise upon the earth's soft face. The night sky suddenly comes suddenly upon us as the last white streak of an aeroplane flying, flying to far-off countries fades away into the distance. And finally, the myriad dance of stars twinkles overhead, no longer concealed by the acrid smoke and yellow fog blanket that covers the city as that we left behind. Out here, they shine faithfully each and every night. Most people in the city jungle fail to notice them, their days packed with the busyness of life. I've never thought this was in my future, especially now being in my mid-60s. Yet here I am, strong in all ways, and I am incredibly grateful for what I have. Lessons from the past have been well learnt. Some were unwanted, but appreciated. And they too have taken on board in my journey of life. My future now investigates unknown adventures once again, this time with my new travel companion, Geordie. The miles have slipped away along the line, long Nullarbor train plane thankfully so too have some of the stress that was enveloping me since returning home from New Zealand. This is my new home, a 14 foot motor home and hopefully a new way of life. Good morning Kev. Good morning and I love that author, that's a fabulous read. <laughs> I know, let me tell you about this wonderful author. <laughs> Or is the copper tree your 10th or 11th? How, what number of books are we up to now? Uh, we're up to, I've actually just finished number 11, uh, but that was number 10 you were oh. reading. So number 10 is the copper tree. Goodness yep. me, I can't keep up. So the copper tree was only released in April? Yes. Ah, yes. well done. Can you tell the audience about the but what's behind the cup of tree? What's behind the cup of tree? Well, it's the uh, the little blurb that's on the back of the book. doesn't quite do it justice, but it's my own fault because oh. I wrote it. <laughs> but really is, um, as we get older, we all recognise life's lessons and we all become like yeah. very wise. If we haven't learnt that yeah. lesson, it'll just happen again. And none of us want yes. some of those lessons to happen again. So we no. either write about it. <laughs> we either write about it or we journal it or we we take it inside and, and we try and um, somehow but fix it. it inside us so that it feels yeah. better. So that's what the journey yeah. is about. It's about this, this uh, senior woman who's been through a fair few trials in her life. Uh, there's been yeah. death, there's been grief, there's been loss of a loved one, there's been a miscarriage, a stillborn, yeah. um, and in her life, deep in her heart, she's still grieving. So yeah. um, things that, that happened to her on the way, she decides to take them on board, fix them as much as she can, and then she realises that she can't, that people have to fix yeah. themselves. So yeah. she goes on the journey. You can only fix what, yeah. Yeah. So she goes on the journey. She loves caravanning. Um, and she goes on that journey of wisdom, gaining more wisdom. But 
her journey, Tara is me. So Tara is, um, she wants to learn what other people are trying to say. Because when they yes. tell their story, it doesn't have to be long and elongated. It can be very short. You know, some yes. people have a very short um, vocabulary and what they're saying, like, I've been in the bush all my yes. life, or what did you do in the bush? And you find yes. that they do arts and crafts and out comes this amazing story, but you really have to needle it out of them. And that's my joy, absolute joy of of um, stopping off somewhere. And it doesn't, in Australia, I find people do live in the bush and they do come out when they see a, a campfire or a light showing and they do introduce themselves. And I just find it absolutely fascinating, the stories I've heard. And that's why I write. Yeah. I'm not sure that everyone, um, for those of you in America, Australia is a massive country. So we're almost the size of the US, but we don't have the same population. So we have large stretches of unexplored space. And the Nullarbor Plain is a long space of nothingness and scrub and uh, you'll often hear people talk about the night sky because in the Nullarbor, with that long stretch of nothingness, you can see the night sky in all of its glory. And I've been told that the Australian night sky is one of the most beautiful across the planet. Mm. And I guess that makes us incredibly blessed not only to live here but to have the ability to travel across it. And there's a lot of our older generations and some of our younger generations too are having that nomadic lifestyle, jumping in a motorhome, jumping in a caravan and camping across this great country. So this book, The Cover Tree, is based on some of those stories you heard in your travels across Australia, isn't it? Yes, it's based on the people I've met on my travels. It's, it's amazing who you meet out there. Some, some younger families are raising their children um, traveling, traveling Australia because yes. it's a well-known saying amongst nomads, you can travel Australia the day you die, but you won't see all of Australia. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I've met many, many couples uh, bringing their kids up and no matter what, what sort of they're traveling in, they come in all shapes and sizes. Yes. But the difference in the kids, and we say this time and time again, is amazing. They're happy. Yes. They're yes. happy playing with a stick in the sand. They're happy. Yes. They're happy finding feathers and stones and coming to show mum and mum educating them on what, what uh, the feather belongs to, whether it's a bird or, or a piece of fur, if it's a possum. Um, the yeah. families, the families uh, talk differently. They relate to yeah. each other differently. And when it comes mm -hmm. to the grey nomads, the, the seniors, like myself, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. they again say, we had enough. We couldn't take it anymore. You know, they, they will arrange to see their families in the cities when they're going through. Yeah. But they're out the, the bushes where they live. And it's yeah. quiet. You know, we, my husband and I yeah. will often pull into a little bayside, especially on the Nullarbor, which is a 12-hour long road yeah. when you're travelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've taken a week on the Nullarbor. 
And it's a holiday. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's just a holiday. So you make sure, I mean, yeah. there's plenty of little shops along the way. Well, sorry, there's two. There's one at the beginning and one at the end and one halfway. <laughs> so you make sure you got water and food. Um, yeah. And there's, there's no Wi-Fi out there. There's nothing. Uh, I think yeah. my I husband can get one bar on his new phone. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yes. But it's quiet. Yeah. It's just so quiet. And what do you do with yeah. quiet? What do you do with that? And that's what that's you the learning reflect. point. Mm. Not always. Not always. Sometimes I'm a daydreamer. And so I yeah, yeah. uh the last book I, I wrote, Scribe, um, and I just finished it last night, was um brought together, was brought together on another wall. All the different all the different mm. scenarios. Cause you yeah. just don't you just don't hear people talking about their life. You hear people with a spiritual story. You hear people with a religious story. You meet all sorts. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's yeah. a it's a bustling little highway, but you've got to know where to go. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think we might have talked about this before, but you you always felt safe traveling just with the two of you didn't you like you you feel relatively safe except for moments in time when there have been a couple of shady characters shall we say mm, yeah yeah well no one's 100 percent safe nobody wherever you are yeah so um a lot of prayer <laughs> a lot of prayer yeah. and it's like you know look yeah. after us we're going into the bush so um yeah, yeah it's how can I put this? It's, it's um, when you when you go into a lay-by and you normally find that if people see your lights, they will they will they never, never park alongside you. They'll go around you to the back or the front or the side. Yes, but they'll be you can see them in the distance. You know they're there, and that's the lovely yes. thing about it. Is once someone pulls in, you'll find you 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 bring others with you, or we will join someone. Yeah. You know, but we don't we never camp alongside unless you're in a camping ground no it's a bit of a no-no mm-hmm. because you've got the whole bush okay. to camp in yeah yes. so you yes. just go do your own thing yeah is um, we've talked briefly about your process for writing mm. um i just wanted to delve specifically in the process um, that you used for writing the cup of tree now seeing that you're such um a prolific writer are there different ways in which you write different books so for instance do in some books do you start writing from a middle point and then fill the book around or do you just start writing from the beginning and go to the end what's your process and does it is it different for each book it's different for each book it's exciting um this last one i just wrote just just finished called the scribe um yes i gave uh i started off with a forward an acknowledgement and then yes i found little bits in a diary i had written so i just found the little bits and then i added to them yeah so it was like you know finding that information i had diarized from a a camping trip about four years ago um i actually stumbled on them and thought oh I haven't written about this lot yet so that's what went into the book yeah but I play I mean last last night I sat down and I wrote I wrote rewrote the forward 
because I didn't like it. So I rewrote yeah. it. Yeah. And so I play. Yeah. And if you don't treat your writing like fun, then it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're the author. You can write, rewrite, re-script however many times you yeah. want because mm. it's your book. It's your story. You get to make the decisions about what you write and what you don't write. Mm. I know That's at the beginning of the puppetry you talk about um, a story with a publisher yeah, help you to talk about that and the experience that you learned from that horrible story. It's all a learning curve. The whole lot's a learning curve. Uh, <laughs> when I talk about um, a certain experience in my book, yes. it's been a real yes. experience for me. But, um, mm. you know, you try not to be too harsh in your um, theory of, with yes. whoever and what they are you don't you know you're not there to destroy people you're there you're there to describe no. the experience because mm -hmm. my experience um i've had uh four publishers and the last yes. one she is absolutely fantastic i can't complain yes you know yes. she she stands up and holds that light above your head and says look at this author so you, know, you can't complain yes. but the other ones yes. um well, one was in England, so I didn't get to meet them. Um, one was here, yeah. um, and she got very ill. So you know, there's all sorts of things where yeah. you've got to you've got to be um, very wide in your outlook because you're going to meet mm. when you're an author, Tony. As you know, yeah. it's not just authorship unless you want it like that. You know, look, yeah. I'm doing a, a radio co-host with you. Um, I'm also yes. doing a movie. You know, a, a movie yes. maker come up and said, let's do a movie. So we're doing a movie. Um, there's yes. all sorts of things that your writing can lead to. And, and that's the, the fun thing about writing. You know, it, there's, yes. there's no full stop at the end. Yeah. One of your other loves is encouraging others to write in the best oh, yes. way that they can. And that's one of yeah. your loves, isn't it, Kiz? Very passionate about getting people to write, Yes. And yet, they, and yet and, uh, they're not queuing up because people are frightened. <laughs> I don't I know why. I just want to say, let's, let's, let's just delve into that fear that people have about writing and about telling their stories. Because I think that it's important to note that for any one of us who's ever written, there's fear associated with that writing process there's there's fear of failure fear of success there's lots of fears so uh, if you're thinking about writing a book um i would actually encourage you to have someone like kez in your uh, in your corner because that's what the experience and you will be challenged you will have fear. You will, people will dissect your writing and say, uh, well, hopefully they won't say terrible things, but people do. The best books in the planet will have their detractors, won't they, Kez? Oh, yeah. Yes. It's it's important you have someone in your corner. When I first started writing, I, had, I didn't know. I didn't know. So I just, yes. I was traveling and my husband was working in different mine sites. So I just, yeah. you know, and they were they were very, very way in the outback. So I didn't have anyone to mm -hmm. turn to. And most of the time I didn't have the internet. So I just wrote. 
And no one said to me, you yes. can't say that. Yeah. You can't do that. And I do do that to my to my clients. I say, well, can we put it yes. another way? Because that's a bit harsh. You know, the, the yes. other thing, um, Tony, is you've been on the other side of this. You've been, yes. You're a writer. You're a, you're, you're yes. a published author. So what was your journey like? So for me, I, so my, as you know, my um, first book is a memoir. So it delves into the depth of darkness um, that humanity has. And if you think that you can write from a perspective of being mostly healed, which I, when I wrote the book, I could honestly say that I felt mostly healed, not completely healed. But when you start writing um, and writing about deep, dark trauma and tragedy, it, it, it's difficult. So you have mm -hmm. to go back to places you don't want to necessarily revisit. And then you have to write in a way that is, I always liked wanted to write in a way that was helpful so not from a perspective of blame but from a perspective of this happened this is what I went through um these are the things that caused me to learn xyz for instance um and I it was incredibly difficult and it I poured my heart and soul into that and then you give it to an editor <laughs> and an editor comes along and they go, you can't say that or you can say that. I want you to talk more about that. And I remember going backwards and forwards to my editor and going, but I don't want to write about that. And she would say back to me, but you need to because it gives the story more depth. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want. And she would encourage me until I finally just wrote that extra bit that was needed in that chapter um, and it was it, it was a difficult ride and so you pour your heart and soul into this book and you think that you've done a reasonable job and then you suffer from some backlash and in my um, my experience the backlash was not from the wider world but from my own family mm. but I dared to touch on secrets that I didn't actually know or understand mm. were secrets. I was just writing from my own perspective about my life and what I remembered. The other thing that people might not realise too is that if you're self-published, then you have a budget. Mm. And sometimes that means that you have to write to a word total because that's what fits into your budget. And then you have to chop things out of your book and then reconstruct it so that it still makes the story and still makes sense. And I actually found that really hard. And I know some of the criticism was that you didn't write about X, Y, Z. Well, I didn't write about X, Y, Z because I'm on a word budget and I've got to keep to that word. And so I think if you're trying to tell a bigger story, you need to allow yourself a bigger budget or find a publisher who is willing to take your work on. For a lot of us, um, self-publishing is the way to go, isn't it, Kez? Because it gives yeah. you that control over your narrative and your story. 
I never done it once. I'll never, ever do it again. I don't encourage it. Um, yeah. And I know I could get yeah. my hand slapped for that, but um, it's hard work. I mean, you've done the job. It what is. Do you mean? I mean, yes. writing to me, is, it's it's my work. That's what I do. And, yes. and a writer's consultant. So yes. when I'm told you can't say that, and I, and at my age, I'm going to think, yes, I can. Yes. I can. And that needs to get put into the book. <laughs> I planned that right. Yes, yes. So um, what I'd, I self-published once, it was a children's book. It was very easy, um, very simple. Yes. And yes. it didn't it didn't didn't take off. It didn't it wasn't the it was my first book, it wasn't the explosion I thought it was going to be. Um I thought everybody will love me, yeah. everybody will buy the book, and they didn't. So yes. what you need yes. um when you get a publisher, you get this you get a platform as well. So they give mm. you the stage to stand on. You know, so I've worked yes. to that stage where I can now stand up and say I'm a pub I'm a published uh, international author I've got a bestseller under my wing um, and yes that's what you need you know when you get a decent publisher and there's a lot of publishers out there that don't do their job charge you an arm and a leg but don't do their job yes. so do your yes. research and this is when I come into it this is when I say have you tried this person have you tried that person I've got them on my books I know what I'm talking about and when absolutely well, when, when people come to you and say, will you read my book? That's when you think, um, all righty, I'll read your book. And that's when you pull it apart. And that's when you get in before the editor does. Yeah. So that's when you guide yes. people. That's when you say, I don't think that can be said in, in that language. So can we change it? Yeah. And if they don't want I to. I actually wish. Yeah. So whilst I searched the world for the sort of editor that I wanted, because I was talking about difficult, traumatic experiences, mm. I actually searched for an editor who had a psychology background and found mm -hmm. one in Spain. But having said that, I wish I'd partnered with someone like Kez to give you that bit more balance in terms yeah. of the coaching and the the third person that says, well, no, actually, you can say that, or you perhaps if you reworded it this way. And I know how good Kez is at this because we've done some work together on on writing before. So I know um, as a consultant how good Kez is at that part of the process. Kez, you also do um, book reviews for people, don't you? Yeah, I do. That, that's an absolute joy when I get their book in my hand um, and I give it a quick read and then I can review it yes. and tell the public what it's about because everybody needs a reviewer. Every single person I've ever met Absolutely. that writes books or magazines needs someone to mm. say out loud, I think this book's fabulous. And that's what I do. Yes. It's yeah. a free service. Yeah. I don't I don't charge for anything like that because... Um, it's a, it's a passion of mine. No one did that for me. And so why can't I do that? I, I I'm agree. able to do that for other people. Why not? Why not? Yes. Yes. And they're all on your YouTube channel, aren't they, Kez? Your little book reviews. They're going, on... they're going on to my YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm, I'm having trouble with yeah. it at the moment, as we all do with Mr. Yes. Google. Yes. Yeah, it'll, yes. It'll be there. Yes. Yes. yes there's a few little um, 
interesting things happening in Google land at the moment. I'm not sure quite what they're up to, whether they've just swapped the algorithms, but yes, lots of funny little things happening with Google. I've had a few issues with my uh, Google emails and um, bits and pieces. So they're up to, they're doing something with their algorithms and a few issues with YouTube and a few backwards and forwards emails trying to sort things out so there's something going on in google land but yes um there's going back to your publisher i know how much you love your current publisher can you tell the listeners from an author's perspective what services your publisher provides for you and why do you love them so much well she um her name's Cara mcdermott and she has a she has um I think it's four different publishing companies. I'm under one of them. She does. And the one I yes. work under is called MMH, Making Magic Happen. Now, mm. I was searching for someone that um, was well, was healthy, and was switched on. That's what I wanted, yes. you know, yes. because it's very important that when you work with someone that you're giving your, your book to in any way or form that they're switched on. So I I simply asked Karen to meet for a coffee and Uh that's how it started. I said to her, I have three books I'm trying to get out there and they're not books, they're novels Mm. and they're big, they're juicy, big, big, juicy books. And she said, I'll think about it. And she does. She will go home and she'll think about it. And then she she offered me a contract. And I found within, yeah, that was very exciting. I sat there and cried. I was so excited. I didn't know. What, oh, there was nobody yes. home. There was nobody home yes. but me <laughs> yes. when I got the yes. email. So it was like, I'm going to sit here and enjoy it. So I had a bit of a cry yes. and then I had a laugh and a bit of a dance. And I thought, yay. Yes. But yay. What, what happened with that particular publisher is she does what she promises. And that's yes. it. So if yes. she says she's going to put you in front of an audience, she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, if you get a lot of publishers that will say, oh, look, I'd love to publish your book. It's a lovely book. And that's, and they publish it and you get so many books in your Rich. hand and they keep some, then you get nothing. Yeah. When you're self-published, yes. you get nothing. It's hard work. Yeah. So Karen Absolutely. takes that off you. Now she... Um, most publishers will say, well, look, your books are here. Let's sell them. So you do your best mm-hmm. as well. You put the word out as well. Now, if you are camera yeah. shy, then you get someone to do it for you because you need, this is the way we work now. We work in the digital world. Yes. You've got to be able. Yes. You need that to, online presence. Don't you? Or market you yourself. You market your book. Yeah, market, yes. market, market. That's yes. what it's all about. But, you know, with with this particular publisher, it's been a joy ride. There's been there's been no drama. No, I know. There's been no anger. It's been yeah. lovely. There's been no banging the desk and saying, you said you'd have your book here. It's been like, oh well, when yes. it's ready. Um she's you know, it's it's been a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. You know, and, and yes. I just feel absolutely blessed and privileged to be in yes. this team of MMH. Um yeah. I've only got the contract for three years and there's there's 18 months to go. So I've got to work fast. So. <laughs> yes, 
Can you, for our listeners who are unfamiliar with um, publisher contracts, can you talk about the elements that a contract has in it? Each contract is very, very different. Um, now, mm -hmm. if we go back to the book, your first contract should yes. be with your editor. Don't let them get away with mm -hmm. just an invoice. That's not good enough. Yes. You want a contract yes. and you want to see the details of what they're going to do and the amount of words they're going to charge you for. So it all comes down to wordage. Yes. Right? It does come down to wordage. Yeah. And then after that, um, they may be able to say to you, well, look, I work for the um, White House Publishing, whatever it is, or, you know, I work uh -huh. for, uh, you know, and me, me, with myself, I've got five, five publishers I work with. Yes. So yeah. then it comes down to um, your contract with your publisher read it carefully and then get mm -hmm. someone else to read it now the basis yeah. of it should be a base charge yes and see what they're going to do for that base charge because if they add something yes. extra that's extra charge yes. and people don't see that people don't see oh well look i've paid mm -hmm. three thousand dollars for you to for you to publish my book and you're charging me for what so just yes. make sure you know i'm not an expert on contracts but when I read mm -hmm. them, I say, I think we should have an expert look at this. And I do yes. have a couple of people that are in, you know, that do that sort of yes. thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I send I send my contracts to them and they have a look at yes. them. And they say, this is rubbish or this is litigation yeah. or yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah, And none of us want litigation. No. So we pay attention everybody you know if if you've got a, a person that's honest um and knows their job then you're pretty much on mm. the right footage but you really mm. do need to the when someone sends you a contract especially a publisher read it carefully yes and they will have everything mm -hmm. numbered um one for instance it wasn't a publisher it was an editor but oh my God, yes. all the all the T's were crossed, the I's were dotted, and I understood every word. And when I invited uh -huh. her to meet for a coffee, she brought the contract yes. with her and she explained everything to me. And if you have someone um, that that's good, stick with them. Because she took the time exactly. out. Because we're not, I'm not a legal beagle. And I don't no. understand some of the words they use. And I'm yeah. going through a dictionary yeah. and thinking, well, that that's that's a, a legal terminology and i don't understand it yes so then find yes. someone that does that's my advice to anyone that has a you know people say i'll send you a contract well good send me the contract mm. but they don't you know mm. i don't i don't say to people i'm sending it on but i do if i don't understand yes. it i do because yeah. for the simple reason is this some people have too many numbers and and they're yes. looking at making yes. money yeah they're looking at making money and they're not looking at, at yes. making you the beautiful author that you mm -hmm. should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you want you, you want your work to shine. So, in that um, in that contract, uh, obviously there's a time frame. So you, you you're Can looking be. for a time frame within that contract. Um, you're looking at the what it's going to cost you. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing I was going to ask you, do you, are you required to write a certain amount of books in that time frame? Yeah. Um, all depends on the contract. 
It all depends yes, what all... they're offering. So if a publisher offers you a contract, now Karen offered me three years. And when yes. I said to her, I've already got three books to put out, she went, you have three years. What you do with those three years is up to you. I'm willing to publish okay. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. So within the next, I have 18 months left of my three years. Now, within those 18 months, I've published two books and an anthology. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Um, and the anthology, I don't know whether that's counted because I did it with, with another one of her clients. So, um, yes. I mean, that, that was, again, a fun thing to do. And I got to know so yeah. many people that I've never met before. Yes. So yes. when we get back to... Um, Sorry. Does the publishing contract include um, editing or do you have to get your books edited separately and then present them back to the publisher? Uh, the, the one before Karen, she did editing. Yes. Um, she proofread, she edited. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then she uh, published. But okay. on saying that, um, I was I was paying a lot. Yeah. And when it's called you, you know, you you and I both know the term fresh eyes. So when someone yeah, yeah. puts fresh yeah. eyes on your book, so it, the mm -hmm. way I saw it, the first I was I was oh my oh my goodness I'm getting all this done and I thought this was lovely, yes, and it was, yes. but it wasn't the right thing yeah. to do. Like she should have hired the editor. Again, oh, different I point see. of view. She should have hired a proofreader. Mm. Different point yeah. of view, and when it and, yeah. and they're all making comments on your little book, and all the comments yes. come back to you, and they're all read and on a. And you're yes. thinking, oh my God, yes. how do I do all this? You know, and people yes. don't like my book. Yes. It's not at all. People are trying, and this is when it comes, you work as a team. Now, um, yes. with Karen's contract, I hire my own editor because I love my editor. Uh, the one I work yes. with, we work very closely together and we're the same age. So we work yes. closely together. Um, then there's um, the proofreader, Karen provides, MMH provides for me. And then yes. the publishing, I, I Listen, after the editing, I sit back. I just yes. sit back and it, and it happens. <laughs> and yeah. I think, oh, my God, I've got a book in my hand. Yeah. You know, the service yeah. you get from, and not just Karen, there are many other publishers out there that give you the same sort of service. Yes. But, you know, yes. it's, um, it's sorting out what's good for you. That's right. That's right. In talking about editing, I just how important is editing to a book, Kez? Like makes your book shine. So important, isn't mm. it? It's yep. just one of the key. You can write and and write from write a wonderful story, but without good editing, it will never shine. And I talk to lots and lots of people and lots and lots of of authors who either never got an editor or had substandard editing. And from my perspective, it's that editing that makes your words shine, isn't it? You can't, you really can't produce a book unless you're well-trained yourself in editing. Yeah. I've, I've read some, some books that are real doozies. Um, and yeah. I, say to, I say to the author each time, or the writer, you need an editor. Yes. You barely need an editor. Yeah. I'm not an editor. And, yeah. and it's what, in my job as a consultant, I will do a very soft job. 
I will go back and say, mm. we need to reformat this. We need to rephrase this. We need to reword this or yes. let's get on with it and let's yes. do this. You know, it all depends on mm. the writer too. And amazingly, I find the younger set are superb to work with. Their, yes. their education yeah. in, um, in literature is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Because it, 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 it's all important. All of those things are important in producing a good book that people are going yes. to enjoy reading. Um, the other thing I was going to quickly talk about today is you and I are part of our Colours of Me anthology. Yes. That's coming up for publication in September, isn't it, Kez? That's right, at the retreat. Yes, and so Kez and I um, are part of this anthology which is called The Colours of Me and in September we're going to, I'm going to go to Western Australia to be with Kez in person um, and we're going to launch this book but uh, the launching of the book will be at a retreat um, at this beautiful place in Western Australia and it's going to be called a writer's retreat. Yes, Kez? That's right, yes, yeah. Is there a place called? Um, and we will. Is there a place called Peel Manor House? <laughs> Peel Manor mm. House. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful old building. Yes, yes. And so I just wanted to mention for for listeners who are looking, perhaps looking for a wonderful writers' retreat. Um, this one will be happening in um, Peel Manor in Western Australia in September. And um, do you know, do we know yet what the few days of the retreat will entail other than our launch of The Colours of Me, of course, but what else <laughs> would you anticipate, Kez? Um, I've had a wee chat to a couple of the, yes. the ladies that are organising it and there's mm -hmm. going to be the same as what there was at when um, there was a retreat at Crom Castle in Ireland. It's going to be yes, yes. a pure writer's retreat. So we will have advice from well-known authors. We will have, um, there's an author's table going up uh, where you'll have, yes. there's myself and four other authors, I think, ready to give advice to questions. Yes. Um, there won't, there's never a, a dull day at a retreat. You're learning, learning, no. learning. And yes. that's what it's for. It's to learn different yeah. techniques. Yeah. It's to learn yeah. uh, different ways of writing. It's to learn different yeah. genres. And that's the best yes. thing about a retreat yeah. because you're, as a writer, yeah. that's what you go for. And it, 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 it is a valuable experience to hang around with other writers. Um, it's been a while since I've been to one, but the last one I went to was um, the Ubud uh, Writers' Festival in Bali. <sighs> oh, gosh, that's two or three years ago. But, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, see, it's giving me goosebumps just talking about it, but there were just so many sessions that you mm. could go to. Uh, there were authors, speakers, writers, publishers, all sorts of people from all mm. over the planet um, in various rooms in Ubud. And, of course, Ubud is just a gloriously spiritual place. Ubud's kind of the place that makes you want to feel like writing. Mm. Um, and if if any of you follow Elizabeth Gilbert, you'll know that Eat, Pray, Love is set in, some of it is set in Ubud in Bali. But it is just one of those places, and I think that for writers, that 
energy that comes from going to a writer's retreat will boost your writing, won't it, Kes? Oh, definitely. You learn. You know, I'm so yeah. busy writing most of the time. Yes. And now and again, and this morning, actually, I woke up and I thought, I need a break. And I can't wait yes. for the writer's retreat. Um, but there's, yes. there's three or four retreats happening over here. Sadly, I'm going mm -hmm. along as a tutor, not as a participant. But <laughs> it's going to be. Isn't it? Yeah, it is different. Uh, but it's getting away from the laptop, getting away from your head. Yes. And when you go yes. to a writer's retreat, you get away from what's in your head. Yes. And you're very inspired. You're inspired yeah. by different things and hearing different people's points of view. Yeah. Um, and it actually makes your writing better, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, definitely. I've been to Ubud. I joined a writer's retreat yes. there many years ago. And yeah. I was overwhelmed, yeah. very overwhelmed by yes. it all. I yes. had to... I had yes. to I had to take a whole step back and make the choices that, I, and but there was there was at least a hundred well-known famous authors there that I wanted to listen yes, to. Yes, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Yes. <laughs> it is. I was just going to say, Kez. I was I was going to add that that it's quite overwhelming because mm. you have such a high level of authors. Um, yeah. And you want to, oftentimes I found, oh, I want to listen to that person and there was someone else that I, yeah. I wanted to, to listen to. And, and I found myself skipping. I remember listening to uh, Jane Caro and talking about some of her books and her writing process. And simultaneously in a room down the road was someone else that I wanted to speak to. And I remember thinking I need to go because I want to catch the other one I need to go because I want to catch the other one I need to go because I want to but I was <laughs> enthralled by what Jane Caro was saying and I'm like oh my god I can't get out of my seat to go to the so that's when those big writers festivals that's what happens I've been to um a couple in Byron Bay as well and mm. they were phenomenal um mm. a little bit easier to get from one uh, venue to another because you're just kind mm. of walking from one big tent to another but they just give you they just contribute something to your writing your knowledge your inspiration that just and again I'll just the energy that writers yeah. give mm. other energy uh, other yeah. writers is something right. you can't duplicate so if you're thinking right. about writing or you are a writer grab an opportunity to go to a writer's retreat because it will change the way that you write and that you think about your writing um, the other thing about the um, retreat in September is that Kez and I are going to be there. We'll, we'll do the show live from Western Australia that week and we're hoping to interview as many um, authors as we can. So if you're thinking about coming onto that retreat and you want to have uh, an interview with Kez and I, well, that's what our plan is at the moment, isn't it, Kez? <laughs> that's the plan. <clears throat> yeah <laughs> see we might be just so like we might be just going oh no we need to go to that session so yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're looking and there's writers retreats are not just for people thinking about writing they're for writers who might have 10 12 uh, uh books already they're not they're just places but they're for everyone so if you've got an idea in your head and you want to work out whether that idea of writing is worth 
pursuing, then writer's retreats should be first and foremost on your list of things to do. Can well, I just, because, have I got time to give an example? Yes, okay, yes so I, I, absolutely. I, okay, so I was at a writer's retreat um, that was overseas and mm-hmm. I was I was given half an hour at, um, and yeah. you sort of had to, you had to queue up for yes. a, 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 an author called Monica McInerney. Do you know Monica? Yes, you know? yes, I've heard okay. of her, yes. Right. Very, very famous author. I'm sure she won't mind me telling you this story. So at the door, yeah. they had a timekeeper. That's how busy yeah. she was. There was 20 yeah. of us to meet this one woman. Yes. She had a day. She had a day with yes. us. Yeah. I got my half hour and she said to me, mm-hmm. we, had to, we had to submit the uh, synopsis of a book. Yeah. Before we left Australia, we all knew this was going to happen. So we submitted uh-huh. the synopsis and um, mm-hmm. the day came. Now, I was, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I was a bit nervous because this woman is so oh, well yes. known for her books. Yes. And she is the most yes. delightful person and so humble. She was just gorgeous. Now, she said to yes. me, Kaz, I liked your book. Did you ever think about writing for a magazine or doing something a little bit different, maybe writing, uh, doing a film script. And I went, no. Oh. Two years. That was two years ago. Yeah. So she put the idea. I came home. I now right. write or have written for five different magazines. And one of the one of my books is the synopsis to it is being made into a film. The very one that she read and said she loved. Now, how's that? Oh. Now, that's the way writers' retreats work. You meet so many people that will give you the seed of an idea. And, you know, you know what uh-huh. a seed does, it grows. So yes, that's the way writers' retreats work. You know, when someone mm. says to me, you know, um, I'm thinking about doing this or that, and I'll say, well, think about it carefully because it's a seed of a thought. Mm. You know, yeah. And how it turns out, how your road turns out depends on you. Yes. All depends on the writer. How far do you want to take this? Do you want your yeah. book to be well-known? I mean, Tony, your book's well-known because of what you do. Tony, a totally different ride, yeah. um, road you're on to an author, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. What you're yeah. on now is totally yeah. different. So yeah. this is you the way writing... You don't know going to lead to. That's right. You know, put your ideas... And your script writing is... Uh, an, a different form of writing as well so that's the other thing that writers uh, need to think about so a script is a different writing format to a book is a different writing format to an anthology is a different writing format to writing for magazines or writing blogs so if you're a lover of writing it's not just books. There's a whole range of things that you can do that will showcase your love of writing. Here's just quickly, we've got about a couple of minutes left, but that process of writing a screenplay, because that's what a script of a movie is, how different is that to writing a novel? Drove me insane. Drove <laughs> me absolutely insane. So what I did was I hired a scriptwriter. And I said to her, can yes. you help me, please? And so she's, she's helped yeah. me format it so that um, it yes. she's actually the film producer. 
So and she does screenwriting yes. and script writing as well. So she got hold of it yeah. and said, this is the way it should look. I sort of carried on with it. Um, and she's very happy with what's happened. But yeah, I actually, I'm not trained in that area. But um, next year, I intend to go back to university and get trained in that area. Because I found it fascinating. Oh my Who doesn't want their book turned into a, a movie? Oh, wow. See, that's one of my big dreams is to, well, you know my story quite well. Um, you do. also know that there's there's more that comes on the other side of the first memoir. That, and one of my uh, dreams would be to, to get someone to write the screenplay or do it myself. But um, mm. hearing that you can do a university course in um, screenwriting, that's fascinating. Yeah, because it's very, very different. Yeah. So do you have to, so besides writing out uh, the, the conversations, obviously, that the actors will play, I, I'm guessing that there's a whole range of work around setting the scene and describing what that scene looks like in that particular genre. Mine's a beach scene that I have to describe yes. with a seagull. Yes. Now I'm yes. describing the scene. And she made my my lady that's doing the, the film, she said to me, so can, can you find a talking seagull? And I thought, oh, no, I can't. So I have to describe. Yes. And that was my, okay. my one fear, that I couldn't actually describe it. So the viewer or the reader could see that what mm -hmm. the seagull isn't actually talking, but what it's trying to get across to its human counterpart. So there's a human yes. on yes. a beach and a seagull. Now, yes, you tell me, you tell me how you describe that because it's hard. Yes. yes, yes, I can see that it would be. And so that's what those elements are what then goes on to make a movie, isn't it? That's right. Whenever you, you know, it's not just the movie you're watching, you're watching thousands of hours of work, not mine. Yes. But when you go sit in front yes. of a movie at the theatre, thousands and thousands of hours of work. Yes. And then you think, I had to pay $10. Well, you've just paid for thousands and thousands of hours of work. Yes. Yeah, that's I'm the way I see I see it so differently now. Yeah, I'm but it wasn't until I was. It wasn't until I actually had this experience of trying to turn my, mm -hmm. I think it was um, 3,000 words, which is just the synopsis yes. of a book. And I had to yes, enlarge yes. it. So it was, um, yes. and when I gave it to her and she read it and she went, she didn't look surprised and she didn't go, oh, wow, okay. this is fantastic. She just said, yeah, I think yes, we yes. can do something with this. And my heart sank because <laughs> I wanted a different reaction. I know, I know. But, but that's part and parcel of writing, isn't it, kids? Yeah. That, yeah. that you've got to be open to constructive feedback. Mm. If you see it as negative, it's going to be a hard road because yeah. you need that constructive uh, right. feedback to make your words sing yes. either in a book yeah. in, or a mm. screenplay or a movie. You mm. can't. It, it, you, rarely is there someone in the planet who can create uh, brilliance with on their own it's with a team but of you know there's not it? just it's not just screenplay it's stage what about stage work yes yeah. you know what about yes. um one yes. of my children's book books i had a brilliant idea so i i yeah. hired a young family to act out the yes. book for me now they were young actors yes. 
I made all the costumes. It, I got so involved with it. And this is what you yes. can do as a writer. It wasn't just writing the children's yes. book, which I'm proud to say yeah. now remains in two palaces in Europe. Um, it was <laughs> it was the whole concept of um, this woman was a script writer. So she turned yes. it into um, a play for the kids to do. And I yes. sold out on the day. Now, how's that? Because people came yes. to see the kids doing their work. And they realized it was a book. Yes. It was a wonderful, yes. wonderful experience. Yes. And that's what led me off to this one with, with a movie. There's, yes. there's so many avenues. Yes. Fantastic. We, um, wonderful audience, are completely out of time. Kez and I have had so much fun discussing this wonderful idea of writing. Um, we will be back next week. This is Radio Tony, a conversation with Kez. You've been listening to my glorious co-host, Kez Wickham, St. George International best-selling author, and I'm Tony Lontis, and we will be back next week with another show. Bye for now. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,